Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, well, I'm just going to call the audible the check at the line of scrimmage right now. Uh, a running joke on this show that seems to convince many of you of its legitimacy is that whenever I'm just randomly out for a day in the middle of the week, maybe it's because a uh, child care situation fell through or I just take a day off, Pony does like to ring in that occasion by telling you that I'm suffering from explosive diarrhea and playing fart noises. In this particular case, while I do feel bad for him, Pony, I believe, is in fact suffering from explosive diarrhea and other stomach-related ailments. So we hope he feels better, but he uh, he tapped himself out like he was Paul Pierce. We didn't have a wheelchair to get him to the bathroom like in that famous <laughs> series, but we're hoping he feels better. Jeff Hathorne hey. uh, was supposed to come on at 515, but he's going to hang out for the rest of the show because he's here. This and, is then, and then I'm going to stay till 1030. Oh, is it you at 6? Oh, I feel like I feel bad that I'm doing don't, this to you now. Don't. Pony recruited you immediately. Must not don't. trust me to pick who up the show gets on the to fly. T- who gets to tell Joe that, that the station seat. that he works at, yeah, that Pony is sick? You want me to text him right now? I will. Don't do that to Zeiss. Paul! I can't I, sit here. Zeiss I'll... will be hosting a show, solo show tomorrow. Bacteria lives for hours. Did he wipe it down at all? There's a bunch of wipes sitting right there, I see. No, I mean, Joe wipes it down, but I feel like that just wiping it the way he does makes the surface that much more clean and inviting for new bacteria. It's like paving over land. It's ready for development. Big bacteria coming in. Oh, yeah. Donnie, (laughs) you missed back in the day our old boss, Terry Fox. Yeah, just say his name. I mean, he's out Used to come out and get up on this counter. When it was first brought, he was so... And he would get up during a show. We'd be on the air, and he'd be on his hands and knees crawling across his counter with Windex and paper towels that's, cleaning it. That's correct. Now, Donnie, you Absolute also- Absolute true story. You remember the days, too. The monitors are now much more conveniently sitting above on this uh, this glass. Uh, we used to have the monitors recessed in so that it was a very slick-looking table that was just totally flat. And, you know, I have water bottle here. I'll, I'll eat, like, a little bowl of fruit or something like that. If you were working in the daytime, and I wasn't when he was still the boss, if you were working in the daytime and he saw food in here, I'm talking about hell to pay. Yeah, he'd New freak. Studio. Oh, yeah, freak out, like a legitimate freak out. I always liked that. whenever those things just, like, gave way and your computer just went, like, all the way down. Uh, so like, kind of like it's where, worse where, where I'm Jeff's sitting. at right yeah, now. Yeah. So, so you enjoyed Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, <laughs> and Friday. So what happened? So, so the first time that happened, it happened to Colony. 
and it just was by mistake. Like, like during the, an update? Yeah, like the arm gave, and it fell to the floor. <laughs> well, of course, you know, they saw how mad Jim was, so then I'm <clears> sure <throat> they loosened the bolt so it would it would always just fall back down. Oh, and And Jim wasn't allowed to take the glass off. I mean, it was just this. As with imagine. many things Jim related, it yes. incensed him. Uh, this is the 50-minute mark on the fan, and it's brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep. Uh, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. See, it's still on there wrong. Route 19 in Peters Township, they are celebrating 50 years uh, in the South Hills. So, you know, Jeff, big story of the day. Donnie uh, basically left everybody a gift on his way out the door to a little va- well-earned vacation. Uh, really went after the Steelers for this, but... I would think as much as Donnie's words were harsh towards Art Rooney and we all kind of had our say on this, it probably hurts a lot more when the call is coming from inside the house. Your own players, your name's on the paycheck. You have, I think, propagated the notion throughout the years as a franchise that other teams sort of do it a certain way. We try to strive for the Steelers to be a bit of a mom and pop, a bit more of a family business. Against that backdrop, some extremely striking bad grades in this NFLPA player survey where they got about the equivalent of a full 53-man to participate, 77% uh, participation, and that includes you know, your practice squad. So right. they got roughly the equivalent of an active roster, an F-minus for family treatment, no family rooms or anything on game day, no daycare, uh, an A and- for Mike Tomlin as a head coach. Head coaches, by the way, Jeff did overwhelmingly the best as any category would go well over half the league got at least an a minus only poor josh mcdaniels that schmuck uh got a d because his players all hated his guts because he didn't play the game i'm sure that absolutely plays into it that he's not the big tough guy well also i think he just was like a really disingenuous dude and they didn't like him but nobody else other than mcdaniels got got worse than a c and then this is the one that that really has grabbed headlines and that's art rooney as an owner getting an F, yeah, and then probably most striking is, okay, once you go through that and you you kind of take stock of why everyone said what they said or voted how they voted, it just says ownership. Club owner Art Rooney II receives a rating of 5.8 out of 10 from Steelers players when considering his willingness to invest in the facilities. So they think there's a lack of faith there. Jeff, you're down there, so I'm, I'm glad we get to have you on, although the circumstances are not ideal for Pony yeah. right now. Uh, but you're there. You're also mainly in visiting locker rooms. You're going on the road covering the team here at 93.7 The Fan. But you've seen a lot of places. You've been around a lot of the NFL. You know what these grades are. Your reaction to this player survey. So, Initial reaction, I should say. So I, I think there's a couple of things for context. It's not as if... Art Rooney is rude to players' families or doesn't allow them to ever visit. The daycare thing is a big deal, though, because a lot of the players' wives, these players meet their fans. They want to watch the games. They want to watch their husbands. They don't want to have to do it with the kids. And there's no place for them to have – like other teams have a daycare to where the players can take their take their kids and the wives can watch the games or whomever, family can watch the games – without having to worry about their kids running around. Mm-hmm. That's the big slam for them from no a family, family room, standpoint. No family room, no daycare. One right. of four teams and without either the, one. I think the problem with that is last year he got a D- minus on that. Mm-hmm. It got worse. So, so there was no, okay, I need to listen to this. We need to do something different. They just ignored it. That's that. That's a problem. From your employee, it would be like us taking an employee survey. Every business does these. They sur- Most businesses, I right. should say, of any size – Survey employees, what do you like about working here? What do you not like? And then I would I would imagine good businesses make at least a cursory attempt to make a good faith effort to improve right. the things that get bad ratings. So, yeah, you say that, Jeff, and that, that strikes a chord with me because what is, I think, in terms of the way Art Rooney is the steward of the actual team on the field and makes lots of decisions, is involved in everything, what is probably the single biggest complaint people have? Forget about any one player or position. It's that... A lot of it is we're upset about this. We think the team needs to be better at that. And a lot of the times it doesn't feel like anything really changes or moves on that front year to year. Yeah, and and I don't know why. I don't know what the lease is. I don't know if they have – I mean, you think you could create a space that you could have a daycare. And don't you think that if you advertised for qualified people that there wouldn't be a line of people that would be willing to watch the Steelers players' kids for 
five hours on a Sunday, I think you could be able to get that done. So that that is a slam. For the other part that he really gets knocked for is the Southside facility. Listen, the locker room is high schoolish compared to other facilities. Um, and you're talking like visiting locker rooms even you've been in. No, well, no I'm talking about the Southside facility. Okay. okay. Just the Steeler facility. Not, okay. Actually, their visiting locker room is nicer than most Home, okay. visiting locker rooms that but you just go the, to. But just facility but let's just look room. at the facility where they're there every day. Okay. I mean, it's outdated. The, lo- the lockers are old. They now have like these clear plastic in between lockers, which restricts you even more because, you know, that kind of went in with COVID and it stayed there. It needs an overhaul. The problem is, and they know they need more size, they have nowhere to add. They can't go. One direction is their small parking lot, which already isn't big enough to accommodate them. The other direction is the fields. If they go on the sides, you got the train tracks on one side. They're not moving. You got the river on the other side. That's obviously not moving, and they can't go much higher because it's land by a river. It's not as stable. as So you can't put two more stories on top of it. They've done surveys on it, and they, they don't have the ability to do it. They have outgrown what was a great facility at the time for a couple of reasons. One, they've added a lot more personnel. People that do social media, do all that. St- there's analytics people, all those Jobs that weren't around when they build that facility. Mm-hmm. Second, the players' amenities and what they expect now are so much greater than they were even 20-some years well, ago. Well, to me, it's a competitive disadvantage if, regardless of what players expect now versus 20 years ago, other teams are doing yes, a better job they, with it. They just need a new facility. Well, I think that Period. if I had to guess, I would think that they would want to have a new facility probably in Cranberry – probably pretty close to where the Penguins practice facility is and that they would like to just move up there. But I, I want to say there's still several years left on the lease. There is, there, there is. Um, and that, you know, we, Art was asked about moving facilities and he said that they're under contract for the next few years. That, that didn't seem like something that was on top of mind. Do you think David Morehouse is over there though? I don't to think eventually... David, I don't think David Morehouse is there just to collect a check. Do you think he's David, there to scout where they're going to build a new facility? Absolutely. I mean, and, and negotiate the land quietly. So I will tell you this though. One thing that I think is a, it's a tougher look for them when it comes to that practice facility is this Pitt shares it with them. I know Kabali has been talking about how he thinks that's the biggest problem, but you know what? Pitt has made their side of it nicer. Like Pitt has actually Agreed. put money Agreed. into their side. It is we, nicer. Pony and I got to take the it tour is. of it a couple of years ago when they had done a lot of these upgrades, and it looks nice. And so from the outside looking in, one thing that would have me scratching my head is NFL teams make a whole bucket full of money, and it, it probably does not cost some insane prohibitive amount to give it a facelift but it's more minimum. But it's more than just paint. Like they need space. And the space they just don't have. They've expanded it as much as they can in the footprint that they are in. Find a new space. Whether it's across the river, there's a brown space right across the river that you wouldn't be really upsetting any people that move there. Any, I mean, you could go there and you could make your own facility. And the thing is, the non-traditional revenue avenues available, if you have your own facility, that there is ample parking and it's easy to get to, like Buffalo, you know how many millions you could make on tours of that facility? That's why I say I think they would love to move it right today. Right. And Cranberry makes a lot of sense. It would be cheaper tax-wise. You know, players could move out there. Uh, you know, they just have to go there into the airport, much like it is with the hockey players well, it's now. it's like the bustling area right now, and it's the place with the most free open land. It's the easiest build. It's right on the highway, like you said. I, I just don't... I mean, I, I, I'm so, trying to be measured about this, but I do think it's a very bad look for them because I do think more than other franchises, they try to, they they would like to create the impression or the notion that playing for the Steelers is diff- specifically is different than being a player on other teams, in that it's like first class all the way. It's different here, and the only way that, and the only area in which that is reflected in the grades is Tomlin getting an A. He's a different kind of guy, but I I can't even say he's top of the heap because half the coaches in the league got an a yeah and i and i don't think this is a players hate art players want facilities that you know they they get guys that come from other teams or they talk to guys in other teams and they find out what they have and they're like 
wait, why the hell don't we have that? Why don't we have a sauna? Why don't we have more hot tubs? Why don't we have more employees in the training room? You know, why don't we have some of the amenities? Why don't, why isn't our locker bigger than this little shallow locker that's almost high schoolish? Mm-hmm. I mean, those are the things. And you could look at them and say, hey, they're spoiled. Maybe they are. But much like Pitt having to do that to attract high school kids, that's to attract high school kids to come. Pros You're attracting a level. men with families, some of them with families that are looking at some of these things. And I'm not saying they're losing free agents, but I would say this. It's about how much you're making, ability to win, ability to play. That's the main thing. But if you're tie- making a tiebreaker, let's say between the Steelers and Dallas, and Dallas was rated high on a lot of those things, mm-hmm. what's where's my quality of life? Where Where's my spouse going to be happiest? Where are my kids going to be happiest? Uh, that could play a factor into not getting – Someone that you really want on the team. I mean, if the the one thing I will say is kind of funny about this is that even the PA said we couldn't find any correlation between having good grades here and winning. There is none. Because if there was, the Minnesota Vikings would be rolling to Super Bowls <laughs> year after year after year. I mean, they th- they're talking about Ziggy Wilflick. He's a saint up there. Uh, so the Vikings, the way I'm looking at this, graded out by far uh, the best of anybody as there goes Donnie. Man, he is... Good for him. Five oh five, just about. He is. Winter wheels up. So I'm gonna say his flight leaves in like about two hours and forty minutes. So he's doing the typical Yinzer thing in a good way of making sure he has plenty of time to get there. So he's got a jersey then in the car that he can wear no, on the plane. No, Jeff, I'm That's thinking the about Yinzer something thing. else. Come on, man. He, how good is that first sip of airport beer gonna be? Ooh. It hits like a ton of bricks, does it not? I have to admit, I the last couple of flights, I haven't given myself enough time to have the airport beer. But when you're when you're there, it's calm. You're already in. The beers are also in mm. like 22 ounce glasses, so you're basically drinking two. It's a good feeling, and I he's I could tell, I could see him out there. He's got a little hop in his step. Sarah's, I think, outside the building right now in her car, probably ready to pick him up. I think there they go. He's just gonna be. He's just gonna be living. Look at our little guy. Uh, where was I? Anyway, no, there's no correlation between winning. I just, I think it, it does, it's a juxtaposition. I mean, the Chiefs rated horribly in this. Clark Hunt got beat up right. by his players even more, and his is a hilariously bad excuse. Yeah, we just what did. was it, we got new chairs? No, it was something? literally, we were. he promised them locker room upgrades after uh, last season and said, you guys did too well playing so long, we couldn't do the upgrades because <laughs> you were playing for too long, which is fine. Like, oh. it makes sense to me. Because he comes out of central casting, like from the out-of-touch sports owner, the whole look. Did you see his daughter and wife? Do you think he ever says no to them? No. Yeah. Clark Hunt looks like a guy who could have been the owner in Major League if they had wanted to go in that direction instead. But I I do think it's noteworthy. Your players aren't happy at a bare minimum. You said, like, it's not like these guys hate Art Rooney, but to give the guy an F overall, like there weren't even enough A's and B's in that that classification and that specific grade. To raise it off of an F, I let me put it this way: if the NFLPA did this while Dan was still here, I don't think. I think there was a certain reverence that was had for him, where he was able to he would go into that room and talk to players too, like on game days. Got like Ike Taylor posing for here, pictures. I don't think it would have been the same. Here is where David Morehouse can play into this. When Morehouse was with the Penguins and they were putting the arena together, he, Tom McMillan, others. They went and visited, I think it was 18 different arenas, and they took tours of all of them. And they got ideas of, okay, I like this, I want this, I want that, this amenity is good, this one we don't – just to see what was out there. I think art, not people that are under him, not art, needs to go see what Dallas looks like, see what Minnesota looks like, see what those facilities are like so he can see what they're competing against and what these guys are telling them. It doesn't mean he's a bad guy or a bad owner. There are just some up- upgrades that these players want. He could say, I don't care, or you've got it good enough. That's fine. But I think he could do himself a solid with that group if he just went out and looked and said, okay, we're going to commit to X. Well, I think one of the problems that he faces is he, and I'm trying to find the clip here, he said some of that. Like, I think we're up to date 
or like he, he talked about a guy who said, I think we understand like what it takes to win facilities wise. Cause they didn't grade really well anywhere in that, you know, training, training room, training staff, nutritionist, all that stuff. The re- the chiefs, by the way, like an F minus for nutritionist, Andy Reed insisting on that ice cream and double cheeseburger <laughs> bar, probably not great in that, well, in and, that realm, but, and, and it should be fair that the current trainers, they don't, they like them. They just don't think they have enough of them. That's well, they why said, like, that was the big X on their grade. Yeah, and they said they don't. They feel like it's it's okay as far as contributing to success, which fine. But there's a clip in there of Art somewhere. I've got to go dig it up. Of Art talking about we think we know what it takes. Like we see around the league what it takes to kind of build a winner and what you have to do facilities wise. All of that stuff, right? I don't know if he does. And I think like I do think he comes off as being at a degree of remove from all of this that doesn't reflect well for him. And that's why you see a grade like you see it. Even if in Art's case it required kind of faking a little bit of that, like, hardcore, like, we are not going to settle for this, we're not going to stand for this, I think it would go a long way for him. I do. So. Yeah, I, I, and listen, I'm not going to make any absolutes. I, I think some of the things that we discussed are are reasons for some of it, but that doesn't mean it, it it can stay the way it is. I mean, you can keep it the way it is if that's what you want, but you want to continue to get these grades, have the, you know, Players may not tell you to their face because they're uncomfortable talking to owners or bosses or whatever. Yep. Um, but this is this is how they feel. That's why unions do these surveys, and that's why they put it out there so people can see. This is what, what needs it is. to change. Four one two nine two eight ninety three seventy to get involved. That's the Edgar Snyder and Associates fan text line as well. They're a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. You want to sound off on what you think of these Steelers' rankings as far as the NFLPA survey. Art Rooney gets an F. Team, as far as the way they treat players' families, an F-, minus, among other lowlights. Mike Tomlin, however, an A. Uh, also, Jeff Hathorne in here. Uh, Pony, very much under the weather. We actually feel bad, but that's not going to stop us from joking about it a little bit. You don't think he got on a plane with Donnie, do you? No, I think he got in his car, and boy, I hope he brought a bucket. It sounds like he, uh, yeah, it sounds like it's not great. But again, when you say that your co-host is out with explosive diarrhea when he's just hanging at home with his kids and I'm getting text messages from people saying, hey, I hope the diarrhea clears up, I'm just not going to go easy on him here. Uh, we got we talked with Mike Florio earlier today, too, on the show. He did not exactly um, exude rays of sunshine about multiple Steelers topics. We'll get Jeff's take on that coming up, plus some fun with fan audio in 20 minutes coming right back on the pm team first a fan headline <sighs> spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact choose from premium blinds shades and shutters we even have options for your patio too Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The locker room stinks. Let's not sugarcoat it. It's small. It's outdated. The whole facility is just not very good. But 
I don't think Art is a guy that's uh, you know not willing to put money into it. I mean, he put $10 million into our weight room eight years ago. He built out part of the indoor facility for office space. He kicked the media out of the main room and, and built a media room inside the indoor facility so the offensive lineman could get the, uh, a big room in, in the media room. But there's only so much you can do when it, when it comes to facilities when your facility is shared with a division one football team i mean there's no parking there's nothing like that but there's no room there's no place to go mark caballi who you're going to hear with jeff hathorn jeff pulling a mega shift now an impromptu first hour of what was supposed to be four when's mark coming on with you 725 i want you to just grill him i just want you to go full hostility with him just see what happens should i ask him how people would rank him Yes, letter grades on everything and see what he says. Uh, so that's Mark who gave a little bit more of, I would say, a, uh, a less incendiary take on, on some of what's going on there. I will say my prediction is that the first second the Steelers can get out of that lease, if it's before it's time and they can negotiate a, a controlled exit from that, they will vamoose to Butler County, Southern Butler County. And, and it's, it will be it, a large facility very close to the Penguins facility. And it's and I'm glad you put it that way because it's a shared facility. And there's a part of Pitt that really likes that. I mean, what kind of recruiting tool is that? Like, hey. Is Pitt like that or would they like just doubling the size of their own facility? Yeah, but then they're doubling the cost of maintaining their own facility. Can you imagine so just like a spirit, a spirit Halloween goes in on the other side? Because Pitt's like, we're actually <laughs> Hobby good. Lobby. We're Hobby actually, Lobby is the big one now. We're actually good with our one side. We've made it very nice. It's all we need. Spirit Halloween goes up. Hobby Lobby. Joanne Fabrics. Uh, Jeff, I said we were going to talk about this too. So Florio came on. Mike Florio, as he does with us every week. And I got to be honest, the entire talk was kind of a down note thing. We were just, you know, don't get too excited about quarterbacks. And then he finished with a pair of comments uh, that I wanted to get your take on. This mm. is Mike Florio kind of out of the clear blue on George Pickens. I, and as much as I love George Pickens and I'm a big George Pickens supporter, I picked up some stuff on how he's viewed by high-level executives with other teams, and it's not good. It's not good. The returns on George Pickens, at least as it relates to his reputation, among others who might have scouted him when he was coming out of Georgia and did homework on him then, it's, it's just not good, and people aren't surprised that Mike Tomlin's having challenges keeping him under control. I thought it was curious, but I, I, I already have sounded off on, on some of the reasons I thought that was a curious way to frame it from Florio. You're in there. As Ron Cook would have said, you see these guys all the time. You know what they're capable of. I mean, I, I got the distinct sense that Pickens, as long as he was getting the ball— Late in the season, he looked like a model teammate. Two games where he puts up big numbers, then they don't even throw one pass in his direction, and, and it was still kumbaya, and I'm all for one and one for all with Rudolph. Every chance they got to show him, it... I going to say, he got, he got happier with Mason in there. Well, he got happier, and he specifically, though, got pretty happy even in a game where you would think right. with the rain pouring down, even knowing that, he would still be unhappy, and he seemed fine with it. I think he got some buy-in, whether it was just hey, I'm going to get the ball a little bit more, and if I get the ball some, then I'm willing to do some of these other things, whether it was a, whether it was a moment with Mike Tomlin where they kind of set the ground rules of how it's going to be. Uh, I think it's more just he saw the offense opening up and he saw more of a, of a role for himself. I do think you know he did have conversations with Tomlin, mm -hmm. um, and I think all of that played into it. And that's why like I saw somebody the other day was – and I know you guys, I think yesterday talked about if Deontay Johnson wasn't here, you know, what free agent receivers would you want? Yep. And I, I saw somebody tweeting out like, oh, yeah, I want Hollywood Brown. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. You'd want Antonio Brown's relative in the same room with George Pickens. But do George's teammates look at him like that? Like he's – do they look at him as a big pain in the butt who they better get the ball to, or is he reasonably – like, you see how guys interact with him or don't. They know he's talented. They know he can be a difference maker. Um, Say no I, more. I, I think there are some guys that and like when you him know a guy, And when you know a guy can be a difference maker, you your level of tolerance for what that guy might do when he's not playing football is higher. Yeah. It's not to say he's like Claypool – um, yeah, I got the sense most of those guys just straight up didn't like him. No. 
He made it pretty easy, though, to be quite honest. And he was supposed to be a high-character guy coming out of Notre Dame. The meanest man from British Columbia, apparently. Uh, this uh, was... Mapletron just never caught on. No, no, it did not. Uh, this is also Mike Florio. This one, I think, really... I had somebody tweet, uh, a loyal listener say, this is the most depressing... This was the end of the most depressing 10 minutes they'd ever heard about the Steelers oh, on this station. This is Mike Florio on the quarterback situation, how he thinks it's going to go for the Steelers this offseason. I think the stuff Dulac reported 10 days ago is accurate. I was talking to some people last night, and as stupid as it sounds, they're going to do the Kenny Pickett-Mason Rudolph thing. Unless they've got one hell of a poker face here, and they're trying to set up some kind of a deal that's going to catch us all by surprise, they are doing this Pickett and Rudolph and hope for the best competition. So I read from that that just everything we've kind of assumed is true. They really are just pretty in love with the idea and fully committed to the idea, if Mike's right, of Kenny getting year three. But what's strange about that to me, and I'll go back to this, Jeff, is forget about do I want to see them take a shot on Fields or even Wilson at the veteran minimum, both of which I think are better options than anybody that they had on the roster this year at that position. They don't seemingly, according to Mike there, it wouldn't be a Tannehill situation, maybe unless Rudolph just gets a great offer and they have to go looking for another backup. If they want Kenny to be the man, they want the road paved for him. They want this to be Kenny starts with a little head start. Keeping Mason Rudolph on the roster, if that's what it comes out to, you know, to be, puts in Kenny's rearview mirror somebody he already has to know, Pickett that is, has the loyalty of some of the offensive teammates. Deontay said it. I think other guys haven't said it publicly because they maybe have a little bit more media sense than Deontay at times shows, but he's got to know that these guys and their head coach, these guys saw Mason put up points. The head coach had a chance to go back to Kenny, didn't, and saw it validated ultimately with three wins and a playoff berth when it looked like they were going the other direction and were going to finish 7-10. and 10. I I would be feeling very odd and strange in that spot if I were Kenny Pickett. Against three worst teams, or at least two worst teams and a team that wasn't fully on the field. I think that has to be pointed out. Nothing against what, what Mason did. I think this, if the Steelers go into this year with any other goal than to find a starting quarterback, they failed. They should have done that last year. This should not be a year where they look at a Lombardi and say that that is accessible to them. Mm -hmm. What they need to establish is who's their damn starting quarterback going forward because until they have that, any wish of a Super Bowl is a pipe dream. Is it the right – okay, so to that end then, is starting the season, if it happens with Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett, a good way to go about answering that question? If you want to give Kenny the opportunity to be the starting quarterback – uh, I, I think you're putting Kenny in a weird position where guys in the room already want Mason, where fans are going to be on edge and booing your quarterback potentially in the first game, like on that first punt of the season, which could be very awkward and, and make the situation even worse. That's why I don't think Mason should be resigned. Well, that's why Jerry's reporting on it, and I trust Jerry's reporting mainly because I think it's usually at least informed by what Jerry's pretty sure Art's viewpoint on things is. They are close. Uh, that's where it falls apart for me logically. I think everyone knows where I stand on Kenny, where a lot of people have, have decided they stand on Kenny. If you really want him to be the man and you want to – set the situation such that he's going to be the man, you have to be cognizant of the fact that what you just said, if Mason is back, is very real. Right. And they don't. They seem to exist in a weird universe where they don't think that part of it is a problem. Like, the only thing I can think of is, is that from like Art's perspective, if they bring Mason back, Mike will handle that situation. Well, that's you pay the man a lot of money, don't get me wrong, to do For- things like this. But what's... What if Mike, through four games, sees his team at one and three and his quarterback has continued to kind of flounder? I would think Mike's not going to have a whole hell of a lot of patience. First off, Mike would have to be in a situation, or Mason would have to be in a situation where there's no other offers. If I'm willing to come back, there has to be nothing else. My agent's telling me no one's interested. There's no situation out there for me because 
Well, there's people saying Bill Barnwell he wants from to ESPN be a starter. Is saying it's 1.5 million right. is what he thinks he'll right. get in the open market. And if if that is the case, and the Steelers are the only ones offering him, like last year, mm-hmm. then I could see Mason signing back. Any other scenario, why would he believe that he's going to be anything other than a backup quarterback? He's not going to get a chance to compete to start. Yeah. Let Let's be clear about this. Steelers can say whatever they want. If they start the season with Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph, Mason Rudolph has no chance in camp to compete to be the starting quarterback. None. How much chance does he have to start? Like when? Do you, okay, just humor me for a second. What do you think is the leash that he would get, that Kenny would get, in the actual regular season? We we agree. I mean, I'm with you that there's no way. Mason could look like uh, the reincarnation of Johnny Unitas crossed with Tom Brady, crossed with Peak Mahomes. He's still going to not win the job. Right. How many games into the regular season would Mike Tomlin wait if Kenny was not which, performing? Which could be very awkward if in camp that even the average fan could look and go, oh, man. Well, teammates could look at it, right. and, and if right. he's hitting pickets and, 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 and trading and all that Deontay stuff. Johnson isn't going to – then everybody's going to be on board with Kenny. No, Pickens – this is one rare time where it's very clear George Pickens did not say what he clearly believes, right. which is the other guy's better. So if they want to give Kenny an opportunity, which, again, they should have given him – full opportunity to just explore and throw deep and and take chances last year. If they're going to try to really find out if Kenny Pickett can be a starting quarterback in the NFL that you can win with, then you're going to pave that road easy for him. So where, yes, he'd have a competition, but it'd be competition from some older backup. Well, I think they'd rather have Tannehill. Right, I agree with you. I think they'd much rather have a Tannehill type where they could just say Ryan's at the end of the line and he'll teach Kenny his ways. But that's what – that mean, all about this year has to be knowing who their starting quarterback is going forward. Now, if they trade for a Justin Fields or they make some surprise move and that maybe it's somebody else they're going to – that's fine. 2024 is about finding that quarterback – not about winning a Super Bowl, not about competing in the division, not about getting in the postseason or having a winning record. If they spend a second straight year middling around, not knowing who their quarterback is, they're going to middle around for a decade. Jeff, I'm just going to, before we take a break, tell you that the standard is, in fact, the standard, in case you forgot. Coming up, we're going to take a very quick break. Be right back. Fun with fan audio and boy is it ever some strange strange fan audio that we have for you jeff hathorne sitting in for a uh he's ill but i think he's battling through it on his ride home and man is that you want to talk about tension playoff level tension don't get in the fast lane grandma no something might roll and not exactly what you want at that point uh pony had to leave early jeff hathorne sitting in we have fun with fan audio coming up right after a fan headline it's the PM team. Your pal Mulsey running things the rest of the way. Andrew Filipponi, I'll just level with you. Stomach bug caught up to him mid-show. And he had to go. I've only seen it once before. Joe Starkey in the middle of a segment, but he came back. In fact, Joe and I, Well, no, this was Joe and I. No, I, had, I was waylaid very early in the station's history back before this studio got built this way. Craig, our boss now, was just, a, I think at that point, a part-time producer. So Craig was really on the bottom rung of the ladder. And it was probably performances like he gave that night that helped him get on the radar. I couldn't function. I couldn't do more than five straight minutes on the air without having to go and have more blowouts than the 07 Patriots. And Craig had to keep playing audio off of our website because that's the only way we had to, to like play old interviews at that point. Uh, and so that happened to me. I was filling in on the morning show with Joe once back when we used to work together in the afternoons and then they'd toss us together on a morning show for a week at Christmas time. Joe confided in me deep into his coffee throws those days, Jeff. Uh, Jeff Hathorne will be on from 6 to 10.30 and then I'm going to take over with the nightly sports call with Pomp after that at mm-hmm. 10.35. Um, Joe confided in me deep into his the throws of coffee that I'm trying to think of a way to say this. Coffee had the same effect on him that it has on many and at the same time of the day. And that that effect was felt during mm. typical morning show hours. Mm. I said, okay, Joe, you're going to have to take a crap during the middle of the show. Fine. And I said, can you just do me one favor? When it, you know the moment has hit you, just get up, 
say the word done very loudly and walk out. Not thinking he would actually do that. You, I'm having a discussion with him the same way you and I are talking right now. And I just see him get up from this seat by the done headphones down, gone for like five minutes. Mm. Now, nowadays we'd call that a callus, but back then we didn't have a term for it. We, we used to have, when we were back in Gateway Center downtown, Yeah, we used to have a sales guy who would say, oh, road game. Like, and he, 15 Road game? He would get in the elevator and pick a floor and then oh. go, and then go deuce at somebody else's business really? bathroom and that's then come cost- back. That's a Costanza <laughs> move if I've ever seen one. Road game. Road game. And All- then we, we ended up knowing what that meant. Also, other colloquial terms for it, a George Hill in this building, a veteran. It's it a was veteran. easier in that building because it was, you know. There's only a couple floors bathrooms. to pick from here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Man, what a, what a great job. I mean, he had a great road record. Nobody could contend. And we were thankful. Hit and run offense. I mean, can't say we were complaining. Of course not. What? That poor guy walking into it. Oh! Speaking of Starkey, by the way, fun with fan audio today. Uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to play this actually. And I think this is just what we need to do. So I thought I was getting attacked on my genitals by a spider right before the show. Where? I was in with the boss and Crowley and Dickerson and then I was coming to see you and suddenly I felt something and it really felt like I was being bitten. So I went back in the office, shut the door and pulled down my pants to make sure that nothing was wrong. Yeah. I panicked. That's not good. No, but I'm good. It was nothing. It was just a scare. I thought a spider bit my genitalia, Joe Starkey, today. Rare is the time that Paul Zeiss sounds like the more reasonable person in the room. <laughs> Yet here we are. Do you remember? Zeiss is sitting there thinking, I've done a lot of crazy stuff. I have never gone into my boss's office thinking something has bit me and then dropped my pants in front of my boss. Like, how do you? <sighs> he didn't drop all the way, Trow. He said he just dropped, dropped his jeans or whatever. Thank God. Just to be that. He didn't turn his head and coughed. Right. To be that freaked out. To be that freaked out by a potential spider. So this, here's the other thing. If it had been true and it wasn't just Joe's mind playing psychosomatic tricks on him, that spider would have been in there for like maybe hours at that point hanging out. <laughs> hours. Of course, there wasn't any. Are you aware? Do you remember this story? I don't know if this one uh, about Starkey. Again, he and I working together, our old boss, Ryan, who gets referenced uh, usually not by name on this show when I'm just ripping him somewhat gently for something. Well, yeah. Ah, Chris, you know, just very specific way of talking, all sorts of stuff. Very, very mean to me. Ryan had to walk into his office, Jeff, before the show. It's 1.50. Now, it was not uncommon for Joe to actually still not be here at times. 10 minutes before the show, because he would say, I've got a great interview with so-and-so. I had to finish up. We'll use it on the show, and usually I would get very mad at him for that. I had to go to Ryan's office and say, it might have been a little earlier than this. Joe lives pretty close to the station. I had to say, I have to go pick up Joe. Why? And he's like, why, Chris? What are you talking about? Uh, he won't get in his car. He saw a spider. It crawled under the seat. He doesn't know where it is. He won't get in his car. Oh, Charlie, this is true. And we played. Ryan had a very good sense of humor about it. I had to haul ass over to Joe's house, just pick him up, drive him back here. We probably got here with five minutes to spare, if that. We played the Spider-Man theme to open the show. He wouldn't get in the car. The only thing I'll say for him, it was because then I had to drive him back home, right? And so Susie, his lovely wife, is waiting there for me and Joe. His daughter's there. Susie goes, Chris, do you want a beer? I'm like, yeah, and she was asking me that because I was going to then endeavor to try to get the spider out. I will say this for Joe, only this. It was a big mf and spider. So there was actually a oh, spider yeah. in there. Oh, I knew there was. I could see it. It was wet. It was, uh, you've seen Predator, right? Yeah. Ventura's up there talking about the rebels. He goes, they're dug in like an Alabama tick. That thing was dug in there. It was ready. It was not coming out. And I didn't have any. I had a plan. Flush it out. Drop like a textbook on it. That was, I think, in Joe's teacher days. So there were like heavy books in there. I finally managed to flush it out of the front of the car, like front seat, passenger. 
drop a book, miss, because it's moving so quick. Crawls up under the glove box mm. and stays there. Joe has to use the car the next day. There's no op there's no other alternative. He's driving. Spider pops back out from under the glove box while Susie's sitting there. Susie, clearly the one wearing pants in that that family, just stomps it to death right then and there. About that big, Jeff. Like one of those brown, like wolf type spiders you see around here once in a while. He wouldn't come in though. So that wasn't just a daddy long legs. No, oh no. It was legit. Like I was I was bringing the heavy artillery if I was going to kill it. But he had, thought he had a spider on his junk today and dropped trowel in the boss's office to make sure that he didn't. If you're Zeiss and you're I, – I don't even know what the response is. I think Zeiss is just completely perplexed yeah. responses. What Again, I of all there. the things that Paul's done in his life, he, he sound, sounded kind of like stunned. And Paul shouldn't. I mean, to stun Paul is to stun – Yes. A man who's seen it all, done it all, and usually been at the center of it all. But, yeah, always with spiders with Joe. Uh, coming up next, He'd Jeff. He'd be an amazing Spider-Man. Who? Starkey? Yes. Well, Peter, I don't know if I want to save you. You might be evil. I, I don't – I got to be honest. There's one line Spider-Man says, and I don't know if it could possibly come out any creepier than I Joe's. I had Mary Jane no. when I was in college. No. Once I say it in my best version of Joe, you're going to – Halfway through it, you're going to get mad at me. Malsey, my spidey sense is tingling. Look at Charlie in there, pinch hitting for Donnie. Charlie looks as disgusted as I've ever seen a person look at something they've heard right there. Better than the dolphin conversation they had on Yeah, Monday. what was that all about? <laughs> so, hold on, hold on. One more thing. I'm with Andy Toole over at an appearance. Uh, that's that you know Robert Morris actually has a game tonight Northern Kentucky I'll shout them out right now final home game of the year uh, you know love Andy awesome guy Same. the best uh, and you know I think he actually feels like they might have a chance to to make some noise I think that's kind of a, a conference where Wright State right now in the Horizon League is kind of the big bad but YSU is pretty good too but they've got a chance I think to to maybe make some noise so get over there if, you know if you don't have anything going on tonight great place to watch a game awesome venue for uh, college yep. hoops. And I'm there, and we're doing these little just promo hits, right? And they're on the air. And they've got to be between 11.30 and 12. So we do the first one uneventful. It's in a commercial break. Charlie's producing. Perfectly fine. Right, Charlie? Professional work, you would say. Did not bad at all. Okay. We know we need to get on and do the next one. Joe is just playing fast and loose with everything at this point. Um, Charlie finally gets me back, and I think I'm waiting for a commercial break. Joe just goes, well, I think we've got Mulsey, and he wants to talk about something. Joe has been talking about a woman who dated a dolphin. <laughs> right? And married the Married dolphin. the dolphin. Married the dolphin. They wouldn't married. Date. Yeah, they took it to the next married step. Married the dolphin. If you, if you like it, then you got to put a ring on it. You know? And, and this is the thing. Andy is listening the whole time while Joe's doing this. I have my phone on speaker. We're doing them that way. Andy and I are just, I'm holding the phone between the two of us, and we're talking. Like we're conversing into the phone. And I just start with, well, Andy Tools here. He's making a face right now that many of us at 93.7 The Fan have made in your presence over the years. And all I hear on the other end is him cackling like a hyena while Pomp just groans in the background. Hazard pay. That's what Pomp deserves for that. Coming up, it's the hodgepodge of nothingness. Uh, and then it's Jeff Hathorne. He's going to stay in here. I feel like I owe Jeff a full segment at least to start <laughs> his show. After all of this, the PM team first, a check of fan weather uh, right now. Hold on. Got to find it first. That would be helpful, Chris. It's brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Route 19 Peters Township. Uh, oh, no, I did the wrong one there. Let's try this again. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. I suck right now. Sorry. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado 1500 trucks. Uh, it's going to suck and get really cold as the day goes on and it it's might even snow. Killer. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, the hodgepodge of nothingness is up next on the fan. All right. It's time for the hodgepodge of nothingness. A little segment we like to I, finish things up with. Yes. I, I got a quick question. Yes, and Jeff. I, hold I on. I got to play Eckersley This here. is a hodgepodge of ahead, nothingness. There, there, I got it. I wonder what the record of the Pirates versus the Red Sox is since he said that. I wonder if the Pirates have as many, if not more, wins than so the Red Sox. So he, he said, said it that. in 22, did he not? Because it's in our uh, big audio um, yep. library here. It's the end of the 22 season, like whatever that was, towards the end of the 22, wasn't it? Like 
July, August. Okay, so we have it in Pony. Do you want me to actually find this out, Jeff? Because I will. So Pony cut it to make sure we'd have it for our purposes in August of this past year, uh, 23. Dennis Eckersley. Hodge. There we go. Uh, by the way, Jeff, you have Mark Caballi, That's... 725 tonight. Who else uh, yeah, joining Andrew, you? Andrew Destin, the new beat writer for the Pirates for the Post-Gazette okay. at 825. And Dan Kangurski at about, in about an hour, a little less than an hour. He was in Vancouver, and he is in Seattle right now getting ready for tomorrow night's game in the best, I think, their best win of the year. Starkey, I think, called it that. They needed it. Gut check. Um, it was impressive. You know what it's going to be, though, is it they finally find something. You've watched this team as long as I have, much longer, actually. Uh, you're not old, Jeff. Um, they have, in the past, played better on the road in these situations and better when they have to do that bunker mentality kind of thing. And I Bingo. just I just wonder, like, Riley Smith seems like he's wanted to be anywhere but here. I wonder, oh, if is he going to start yes. on Sid's wing, start playing like he gives a crap now? Maybe. Raquel had a couple. I mean, Eller looked I think like a fifty Ra- goal scorer on the tying goal. When you look at the goals by Raquel, it tells you how good it is to be on Sid's line, which may be giving a little pause to people wanting Jake Gensel. Like, whoa, wait a minute. There's a lot of people that have had a lot of success on Sid's line. So I will say the one guy who just still, uh, I need to see Evgeny Malkin get mad. Like we need to see Hulk Smash get mad. I still feel like that. I know he's he may people think maybe he's coming out of it a little bit, but when he gets mad he gets better and then of course then he occasionally commits that penalty that might I just kill they, you. Crosby cannot do it by himself. He looked like he was shot out of a cannon in that game. Well, you know who played a lot better and who has actually had a couple of bad games recently um that I like in his role is Eller. Well he looked like a fifty goal scorer on the yeah. tying goal. It was a snipe shot. But I mean he's played better. Yeah, no, I like, and, and they do have, and they have two young forwards in Pustin and O'Connor that might actually be legitimate young forwards. And now, well, now the difference is, I think they Pustin especially, I think has played pretty well. He needs to produce now. You'd say, like, it has to translate to points. Uh, okay, so I think Eckersley said it on August seventeenth of twenty-two. Okay, the Red Sox were beaten up on the at that point a forty-five and seventy-one Pirates team, eight to three, dropping yeah. them to forty-five and seventy-two. The Pirates did then go on to win the next day, eight to two. All right, so that was the last time they saw the Red Sox. Just to to play this thing out to its conclusion, that was the last time they saw the Red Sox. They are one and zero since the hodgepodge of nothingness line by Eckersley. Um, I'm just trying to find uh, their little win loss splits here. They swept the Red Sox to open the season. Remember that uh, they they go in and take one of three from the Reds. They sweep the Red Sox. Reynolds hits a great start to the season. Yes, it was. It was a very good start to the season. Reynolds was on fire. So they're they're 4-0 now since the hodgepodge of nothingness comment. I'm just scrolling through. I can't remember if that was the – that was. That's that's the only time they saw them. They are undefeated against the Red Sox. And overall, their records may not be that far apart. Yeah. I still love Eckersley saying it because it's just such a ridiculous soundbite that we have now used to great effect on uh, this show. Yes, it's created a segment. This is a hodgepodge of nothingness. Um, I have a take that I have not yet uncorked about court storming. We talked about it uh, yesterday or two days ago. I'm going to talk about this a little later. All right, then I'm just going to throw this at you, yes or no. Um, Much like the Buster Posey injury at home plate, if it's not specifically a Duke player and a prominent one at that, are we having the same debate about the legitimacy? I know Caitlin Clark also got bumped, but that had passed away, that like had passed a little bit, right? Like that time had passed between that and the Filipowski one. If it's not a Dukey getting bumped, I do wonder if there'd be this much outcry. He gets carried off. He's of course fine now. Played. I don't know. I think a Kentucky player if that happens, I'm trying to think of a prominent. Houston is the number one team in the country right now. But, Jamal... they, don't a, but they don't have a player. That... But it's because it's not the program. I know. So if Jamal Shedd gets bumped like this and turns an ankle. You like that? Well you like that, horse? I mean, I think if R.J. Davis gets hurt, I think that becomes a story. So you don't think that the Duke quotient I think here Duke, matters? I think Duke accelerates it. I think Duke, because immediately people are going to hate it because it's Duke. 
or or the few people that love them are going to love it because it's Duke. Here's a listen. Duke is an innocent. Duke stormed the court, stormed the field after the football win this year. Uh-huh. They've stormed their own court before. Yep. Um, quickly, and I'll, I'll expand on this later. I think we're at the point now because of all the other outside things that you can't storm the court. Yeah, I ultimately agree with it. I just wanted to – I feel like it's still motivated by the fact that it's Duke and not happening to some random team. This is a hodgepodge of nothingness. All right, Jeff, whatever's in that brain of yours right now. Anything, I, it doesn't. No, don't take from your show material. This can literally be – Jeff, if you've got a take on uh, beignets in New Orleans or croissants versus English muffins, this is the safe place to tell it. So I'm doing five high school games over the next three days. Yeah. And people keep asking me, what games do you have? And I've been studying all these different teams. I can't tell you who's playing who. It's like I know Aliquippa's playing. They're not playing Deer Lakes. Avonworth's involved in this. I know Lincoln Park and Hampton are playing. It's like I've got this whole hodgepodge in my head of teams, a hodgepodge of teams, and I'm trying to remember who goes with who. Um, but Ball I'm actually excited about Claire. that. It's going to be – well, Josh Roundtree, he does the – he's the voice – for us, for high school basketball. So he's doing the big games. I'm filling in and just giving his voice a rest. Lincoln Park, uh, going to be interesting to see if Hampton can uh, slow them down. Hampton's pretty good. Hampton's very good, but Malik Thomas is probably one of the – And Brandon Cummings. Well, Cummings is going to go to Pitt, but Malik Thomas might be a guy who's playing one year in college and then playing in I, the NBA. I mean, UConn, Duke, oh, the big boys Kentucky. Won him. I mean, not that Pitt's Pitt, not a big boy. Pitt he's, is. He's visited Pitt a bunch, and it's kind of cool for Pitt to get him to play for this championship on their home floor. Uh, but we all know what this come these decisions mostly come down to now. It's not where you fit or where your playing time is going to be. It's your name, your image, and your likeness. This is a hodgepodge of nothingness. Very cool moment in the NBA that you rarely see now. I am not. I like to just mainly argue against Mike DeCourcy. I don't actually tweet him about it, but I love it when he gets mad about the half court timeout thing in the NBA. He's like, it robs us of great finishes. I'm like, actually, it increases the chances that an NBA player can hit like a contested 35 footer, which is awesome. But what Max Struess did yesterday, they have no timeouts. Win- seeming winning bucket goes through with two and a half seconds left, and he puts up a 60 footer that gets nothing but buckets and bottoms amazing moment in basketball here's the thing is they set up that 58 footer yep they threw the inbound then the dude threw it back to Struess on the run let it go Luca as he was, was there. being defended Luca was there Luca played did the smart thing and got in his way so that's not just a you know tossing the football laterally to try to make a play in the last play of the game this is oh we think that this is actually something that he can Could hit work have you ever seen a buzzer beater of any significant length, like three-pointer or further out in person? Yeah, I've seen, I was at that Pitt-West Virginia game. That was probably the Ron most Ramon, exciting. Do you remember when Gibbs beat Providence from like yeah. 10 feet behind the line? I was yes. there, like that was right in front of where I was sitting for that game. Maybe. Bad Providence team and a Pitt team that should have probably blown them out. But it's why there's very few energetic sports moments, like when somebody hits a true buzzer beater, game is over, there's not even a tenth of a second left. It's awesome. Yeah, I've been on like I've seen both sides of that. I've seen ones that haven't gone through, and of course we've been we were together at Robert Morris, Kentucky. Kyle Wiltger tried to heave one up at the buzzer, didn't work, and then I almost got trampled and was smirking back at you, creating a. Remember that table got a huge dent in it. Well, they we moved were... us off of press row because they said you're going to get stomped. You know who stayed on press row? He was reminding Will me Graves. of Will Graves. Yes, I just Associated I, Press. I was like, there's nobody other than Graves who's going to. Will Graves there. slash Trent Krim. The Independent. Wow. Good for both. Um, oh, there was a buzzer beater, too, in college last night. Nevada. Ban- guy banked one in from almost that far away, too. Dude, watching that pit game. Yeah, when that when that three hit front iron. I don't want to talk about off it. The, uh, they, use every part of the, they use every part of the basket apparatus to uh, score. Pitt can't make a layup. By the way, you can tweet us always at 93.7 The Fan. Uh, that's brought to you by South Hills Kia, Peters Township. You can visit them at South Hills Kia. Dot net And a reminder to you that Jeff Hathorn will be taking you from 6 until 10.35 tonight. I'll have the nightly sports call with Bob Pompiani, simulcast right here on the fan. Uh, after that point, uh, Jeff's got a lot of good stuff. Kabali, Kingerski, and uh, Andrew Destin. 
And yes, I got Jeff. one other thing. Yes. And from 9.30 to 10, the four local coaches, four local basketball coaches oh, nice. that are in the NCAA tournament. Oh, very nice. That's newshound stuff right there from Jeff Hathorne. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, that was 10 minutes ago. It was the 50-minute mark on the fan brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Route 19 in Peters Township celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. Jeff Hathorne is next. I'll definitely talk to you tomorrow at 2 o'clock on the PM team. Pony T. B. D. Jeff's next here on The Fan. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.